Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to say, Hampton and I joke around on the show a lot about suicide because we're very comfortable with it, because we've thought about it a lot and dealt with it in our families. We're not making these jokes to make light of depression itself or the act of suicide. So just please know that while you're listening, we're on your side. We're doing this to help. And if you really are suicidal, if you're feeling that way, please, I can't urge you enough, call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Helpline. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're amazing. They will talk you through it. You do not need to do it. Stay here with us. Glad you're alive. Okay, I think that's a good start. Um, hello, welcome to Suicide Buddies. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no? I guess that is the start. I think that we should start every episode with just lecturing people to take it more seriously. <laughs> All right, fuckheads, guess what? You're about to laugh your fucking dicks off. All right, and you're going to sit there and you're going to fucking enjoy it. You're, you're you're in the suicide zone where where no one where no one is allowed to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you're um, supposed to enjoy it, but you're not supposed to have fun. Yeah. You understand? Exactly. This is about suicide, folks. So we're taking this very seriously. You know how when you're a depressed person, sometimes depression can be like a warm blanket. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're supposed to enjoy it, but not feel good. If that makes sense. I like your theory here. Yeah. I mean, so. Okay. You know how sometimes depression is your one and only friend? Depression feels uh, like a blanket. <laughs> depression feels like a blanket. Happiness is a warm gun. Okay, I'm trying to figure Absolutely. out the math yeah, of yeah, this yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is, this is like and, logic pr- problems. Okay. How do you and, figure this out? And I don't know the rest of the riff. Okay, so comedy plus tragedy equals a warm time gun. Equals time. <laughs> <laughs> comedy <laughs> is a warm, warm gun. gun. Wow, do you think the Beatles were depressed? <laughs> Not that John guy. <laughs> that guy was for sure real happy. By the way, I... Hello, this is... I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not recognize Dave Ross. Yeah, I host podcast. this fucking show. He's been away for a minute. Uh, and I'm Hampton Young. I'm the other host of Suicide, Suicide Buddies. Suicide Buddies. It's a comedy mental health podcast. We're glad you're listening. Uh, we talk We're about... glad you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, guess, I guess that was pretty stupid of me. <laughs> To congratulate our audience on listening to our awful podcast. Welcome to Stewart's Buddies. I'm Hampton. Where two white males Mm. shout at each other about how depressed they are. I was literally just going to say, there won't be much shouting from me because I got a root canal yesterday and my jaw is very sore. Also, I still have a kind of a lost voice from having a sinus infection for a month and a half. I just want to let you know. I've been out of commission and it's, I didn't know. When you told me you were getting after the, I think you've been sick twice, right? Back to back. Three yeah. times. And it's okay. And then with this, you told me I'm about to get a root canal. Dude. 
And to me, when I was growing up, I always thought that was like, I'm out of commission. Totally. I'm out of root canal. Like, they ripped up all the nerves for my jaw, basically. But I guess you're fine. <laughs> you seem fine. I mean, I'm fine. Not it's that just that the fine. last month has sucked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Back the, to back. No, the root canal was great because <laughs> it made my. I'm not even kidding, man. I've had a toothache for a month. Yeah. And I don't know the last time you had a toothache. I forget. Having pain in your tooth is the worst feeling on earth. <laughs> it's like getting, it's like if you were to get shot and then the feeling of getting shot just never went away. <laughs> if I even have like a bit of corn between my teeth, I've ruined my day. Why? From eating your own shit? Yeah. No, eating my wife's pussy. <laughs> what? Which Why is, is full corn of corn in her pussy? Well, because she knows the band corn. Yeah. You also are married to a woman named Corn Pussy, if I'm remembering correctly. Corn Pussy and Shit Dick. Guys, I'm just kidding. That's I'm not married. I'm, I'm free dicking it right now. Free. With my girlfriend. Shots free. out, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heart Dickers. I love that song. Well, you bring. We, we talked about this right before the pod, but it's like the minus. Sorry, <laughs> that's not the word. The, the minus. What is it? The, the smallest, like little kind of pain mm. that just you, you kind of cover up. You stop thinking about. Yeah. It makes your whole disposition a little different. <laughs> just a little different. If you're yeah. in constant just pain. I mean, you're st- no I'm stressed out all the time. I was. I realized just the other day, the night before I got the root canal, I was having... Sometimes it would just really spike at night, like, and I couldn't sleep, and I would like be rubbing Origel and like ODing myself on Advil, and it still wouldn't make the pain go away. Just KY jelly uh, all over. Yeah, just, just shoving a dildo <laughs> up my ass, and the fucking pain Nothing would not worked. go away. Doc! Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, I'm just like committing multiple <laughs> homicides and it would not <laughs> make the thing go away. Like, like son of Sam. I, doctor, I've tried everything. I've tried killing prostitutes. I've tried killing horny teens. Yeah, Nothing's getting but rid no of But no matter what headaches. I do, the dog still makes my tooth hurt. Um, Damn dogs. Man, I love son of Sam jokes. Bow wow. <laughs> man, I met Bow wow once. The guy was a fucking dick. You're gonna have to the back rapper. That up. Are you being serious? Back. I'm gonna have to back that ass you, up. <laughs> Dave, you're gonna have to back that ass up on that. Whoa. You're gonna have now. to back that ass up. Um, are you What'd you say? You met Bow Wow? Yeah, and he had like a huge white manager who was really mean to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was really That's funny. Tight. That's tough. Um, oh, no, wait. It wasn't Bow Wow. It was Omarion. Sorry. Wow. I confuse Omarion hey, and Bow Wow. Can we. Uh, can we boo- out all of Dave's unintentional racism. Excuse like, me, why was that racist? Because Omarion and Lil Bow Wow look nothing. <laughs> That's true. They look, don't look. But it's not like I'm saying, or it was Barack Obama or, or Michael Jordan, like OJ Simpson. I don't know who I met. They're just two rappers who were rappers when they were kids. I'm sorry I messed them up. They're both uh, kid rappers. You know who's funny? Also, would have been funny. <laughs> Lil Romeo. Remember him? He was yeah, around that I time. I confused too. them too. Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? <laughs> did kind of start out as a child. Did he really? He literally did, yeah. I forget what the group was called, but it was out of Atlanta, and like he was like 14, 15 like, when he started. That's crazy, <laughs> wow, right? really? He's so young when he started. That's insane. He's the Chappelle. I mean, that's when I got into the comedy game. <laughs> He's the Chappelle <laughs> of drinking poison to destroy your brain. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it's, I don't even really know what that means. Lean. 
He had to stop. He, he's kind of the guy that right. started Lean as being so popular, and then he had to be like, um, I had to stop. And then, the, like, I think it was an interview with Ellen, and she was like, why'd you have to stop? And he was like, the doctors told me if I did any more, I'd die. <laughs> Holy shit, man. He just was the most, it's like liquid heroin. Yeah. I think. Codeine, right? Yeah. Guys, if you're doing that, ugh, come on. Please listen, stop. Listen to our podcast and stop taking code yeah get addicted to our voices instead (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it was a rough ass month but but i i do have some there's some amazing stuff that happened in there but before we get into it um a couple things we haven't said this in a while um please rate and review our podcast on itunes that really helps spread the word we have a lot of great reviews and ratings on there the occasional rating from someone who Found our podcast, I think, because they wanted us to not be funny. I don't really know what they wanted. Or, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying. Why is it this Mark Marin? Yeah, exactly. I, they're like, you know, I can't. There are some reviews that are just like, you know, I came from a history podcast, and these comedians won't shut up. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't know. That's what our show is. Yeah, I, yeah. I personally love all the comments. Hampton needs to stop laughing. It's like, okay, well, we're having fun. I don't know what to that's tell gonna, you. That's going to be easy. I'll just stop. I mean, it's laughing. one thing to like find a pot. If our podcast were to say in the description, we are not comedians. This is not going to be two people talking and making jokes. And you show up and be like, they're talking and making jokes. Then fine. But it's like, I don't know. We're like dumb. We're, we're advertised as idiots. <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm dumb? <laughs> so if you hate so our funny, podcast because you out. don't think we're dumb enough or funny enough <laughs> or like if you don't think we're sad enough. But I feel like we're pretty sad and we're pretty funny. I'm you know sad, I mean? dumb, and full of cum. Yeah. The three R's. The three R's. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was raised. Sad, dumb, and full of gum. SDF. SDF till I die, dude. Suicide buddies. Why don't they teach the three R's in school anymore? That's the next shirt, man. It just says SDF, and then you know what I mean. Yeah, so guys, yeah, write us please also at buddiesbuddiesbuddies at Gmail for episode suggestions. We love that. And also there is a Facebook group of Suicide Buddies. It's a closed group. Uh, but if you uh, message, you just have to answer like three questions. And honestly, the group is one of the best things I've it's ever cool, seen. It's cool, dude. People are literally helping each other and being funny. And they seem like really chill people. Yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash Suicide Buddies. It's cool. Slash Illuminati slash Obama slash Black CIA helicopters. Black Infowars. <laughs> I think you should also, here's a, wow, that's so black InfoWars. I meant to say slash, but I was too in the zone. <laughs> Welcome to Black InfoWars. The Black InfoWars. Dude, Black InfoWars would be the best. <laughs> yeah, man, we need to pass that idea on to one of our black friends. What's up? You're listening to Black InfoWars. I don't even not want to know where this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check this out. I believe Mace no, Windu no, shows a purple no, lightsaber. No, 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 <laughs> because, no, no. Because, <laughs> Black no. Info Wars, guys. Go no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying no doesn't make it not happen, Dave. That's true, dude. I've been. I know. I, we have the evidence for that too. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been having a rough uh, twenty-four hours here. Uh, have you? Yeah, I picked up uh, my dad. My dad's visiting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now 
very pro Trump. <laughs> oh, good. And when he got in the car, I picked him up at the airport. Within like a minute, he just kind of turns to me. He's like, "So, Israel." Oh no! <laughs> like off to the races. I'm sorry, <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah, it's been a ten hour conversation about geopolitical, dude. Uh, situations that neither of us are truly informed. And I've honestly multiple times said, I have zero interest in talking about this. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. I feel like we fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know. We were talking about this off mic, how like, <clears throat> I have this tra- problem with my parents and we agree politically. So I can't even fucking imagine That's what it would wild, be like. Man. Dude, it's crazy, man. My mom would be like, she'll just be like, hey, so this is pretty crazy about the government shutdown. And I'll be like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And she'd be like, she like Trump's a piece of shit. And I'm like, yeah, totally. He's a piece of shit. And she's just like, God damn it. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Can we not talk about this? And she'd be like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't want to yell. <laughs> want to yell? Is that I, just, I just a simple have request? A nice time. Because like, the conversation is not like this. Yeah. Like I just that doesn't it, seem fun to me. You know, stress like kills you. You'll die ten years earlier. Yeah, exactly. I feel the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel anxious. I don't want to have a tense conversation. Yeah. And I'm not saying that funny thing is I wish I also was a more interesting person that sometimes I had topics to switch to. But I, sometimes I'm interesting. like you know, I, I don't know. I always feel a little guilty because I'm like, you know, if you were to ask me and you're visiting, like, what do you want to do? I'd be like, I don't know. Or write, you write my script, <laughs> eat some food. Right. Like I'm boring in a right. lot of ways. I'd like to work. I'd like to write. I'd like to read. I don't really want to like go. My dad before this trip, literally, he was like, "Okay, so you, me, your your younger brother, he lives in in, in the area." <laughs> We're going to go to Tijuana. Oh, my God. I was like, under no fucking circumstances <laughs> are we going to Tijuana. You guys can go. I've traveled with you. It's just like, yeah, exactly. That sort of well, shit. I think that that's the one positive I would say maybe you can get from that is that that sounds to me, not knowing very little about your dad, but knowing that he's like a dude, that sounds <laughs> like dude. your dad being like, like one day he was like, if I want to be a good dad, I should party with my kids. Like, I'm, yeah, no, I think I think, I, I think that switch happened at about age eleven, <laughs> where it's been party dad since. Yeah, and it's been a little. It's been a little. I mean, I tell him, I'm like, you know, t- tone it down. If you want to be a good dad, you you should listen. That's well, I what I, you know, that's I, what I want. I think there's a, a maybe a dangerous thing that happened inside our, our generation or just before, where parents thought it was a really great idea to be your kid's friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be your friend. It's like, no, I want I need a parent. I need someone who I can depend on and is responsible. I don't need another friend. Yeah. I have friends. It's funny to be talking to you about this, too, because my family is so the opposite of that specifically. Mm-hmm. Your dad's trying to take you to Tijuana. My father <laughs> has not. My that dad. That's a stupid one. It's crazy. Well, your dad wants to take you to Tijuana. <laughs> cool. And my dad. Your dad wants to go party with you in Mexico, and my dad mm. has to this day not watched me on Drunk History because I got drunk on TV. <laughs> but it's so good. That's yeah. so funny. Folks, honestly, Dave did an episode of Drunk History. I've seen it multiple times. Oh, that's It was nice. awesome. I love that show. But I love I, it you, too. And you killed it. Thanks. I mean, no, I'm proud of me it. Me and yeah. Georgia watch it all the time. We love it. Uh, hey, speaking of 
Speaking of something awesome, <laughs> you have an album coming out. Huh? Hey, that's Look at nice that. of you. Thanks, man. Oh, guys, uh, thanks uh, for listening to podcasts. We really appreciate you. But yeah, I do have uh, a stand-up album coming out. It's called Black Info Wars. <laughs> All right, folks, you're going to want a YouTube uh, Obama lizard conspiracy uh, uh, blood uh, mixed with AIDS. Well, that sounds like white InfoWars. That sounds like normal InfoWars. Well, yeah, I don't really know how to do black InfoWars. Yeah, nor should we try. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I have an album coming out March 8th. Please uh, pre-order it. I'm going to be selling T-shirts if you want to buy, like, the bundle of, like, it'll come with the... Uh, download code and like an album and uh, stickers for like 30 bucks but if you just want the album it'll go up digital on March 8th and uh, I'm kind of figuring out how to sell it but uh, just look at my website hamptonyunt.com and all all that stuff will be available he also has shirts and stickers for sale that are like where he's like a devil that's what I'm saying he's like a devil kid Dude, did you my, say that my older yeah my, old, my uh, older brother helped uh, make that design and uh I'm so proud, man. He's he's like a genius. He's such so a great cute. artist. I love him. Did you see, by the way, I didn't tell anyone. I think because I had a toothache for a month and I just like became a fucked up psychopath with, like just trying to stay alive. But I, for some reason, uh, I made y'all, the Y'all Ever Things a sticker so you can buy Y'all oh, Ever yeah, Stickers. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. people bought that for their laptops and stuff. Yeah. That was funny. I think I did it because I wanted one. Uh, honestly... Mm-hmm. I think people are a little restrained. Yeah, you can do it on the laptop. How about on your guitar? How about on a stranger's car? How, How about, about all over their windshields? Ooh, stranger's car. Buy stickers. That's all I'm saying. We should find, whenever there's a comedian in town who says y'all ever on stage, we should put that on their car. <laughs> do we know anyone who's a y'all ever comic? I don't think we do. I don't think those guys... No, literally, I wore that to the improv. I wore my sweater, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was talking to Fahim Anwar, uh-huh. and I was joking, because he was like, that that shirt's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bought it to shame all other comics. <laughs> like, it's I'm going to shame true. them. And then, like, literally, we were, like, laughing, and then, like, someone on stage is like, y'all ever go to the airport? And it's like, no. he just starts it. Yeah, he's just like, y'all ever do this? <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell yes. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> hell goddamn Yes. It's just so funny. I think the thing that's especially funny about it to me is that, like, it is the universe, the like unifying thing for comedy is that we have to lead into our jokes somehow. And so, like, it's normal to be like, there's this thing that happens. (laughs) But what's especially funny about the y'all ever thing is that, first of all, you shouldn't ask. It shouldn't be a question. I'm not trying to relate to my audiences. <laughs> yeah, like, Why the fuck is that the imperative so, of so many comments? Hey, do I you guys ever, like, even, okay, look, even if it is, I actually disagree. I think you should relate to people. That's no, crazy. No, fuck them. But even if you're trying to relate, looking at Mm-mm. 40 people and asking them a question like they're all one person, like they would all together go, yeah. yes. I, I think it's so insane. Well, what I'm saying I, is, well, <laughs> you can be relatable, but you shouldn't try to relate to the audience. You know, it's like right. they can, you can talk about just yourself and they'll find it relatable or not. Yeah. But you shouldn't try to make exactly 40 people seem like one person. You know how you all stubbed your toe this morning? Right. Yeah. You're, you're all group thought. It's also funny to... <laughs> you know how you're all going to kill yourselves tonight? And then the added <laughs> layer of it being the word y'all is really funny. <laughs> Because I use the word y'all, but it's just a very specific way of speaking that you have to, it's a choice you have to make to be like, y'all, 
Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my dumb person voice. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely my dumb person voice. Oh, man. It's and so I say funny. it myself, so I don't, you know, I have I have a artistic license to say it. You're dang right. You're dang all right. <laughs> You're right. Well, fuck my butt. Um, buy Hampton's album and his t-shirt and his stickers, because he is a nice man with and a I'm funny poor. album. <laughs> his album is called Label or something. And, uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> A-A-Bull. Able Label. How dare you. Yeah, it says Able on the label. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that. Quit teasing me, Dave. <laughs> Quit teasing me. Yeah, it's called like Stable. If you bully me one more time, I don't think it's called stable. I'm actually, I'm gonna shoot up Aristotle's school. Hmm, it's called unstable, <laughs> as you can tell. Uh, dude, a mass shooter releases an album. Unstable. Dude, that's what you should do. Is there another? Like okay. now that you've gone from unbearable to bearable to able, is there a way to blow it back out to a bigger word again? Definitely crossed so my mind. <laughs> next one is stable. Then the next one after that's unstable. And then the one after that is fun stable. <laughs> fun stable particles. Fun stable molecules. Um, I did consider oh, making shit. it even shorter. Oh, is your jaw hurting? I'm good. All right. It'd make it bleh. Well, yeah, I was going to go bull. Blue. Which would bull. Apostrophe B-L-E. And like put a bull on the cover or something, but I was like, you know what? You want people to be able to buy that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the next one's gonna be Hampton Yunt goes bananas. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the big stretchy rainbow suspenders. Hampton goes coconuts at West Palm Beach. That's so funny, dude. And I got like a boner on the cover. Yeah, dude. Bonk, dude. (laughs) Just Hampton Yunt live at boners. Boner time. Getting boners in the tropics. It's definitely a tropical special. Did you ever see Sinbad special where he performed on the beach? Of course I have. Every since I saw everyone. Just like one of these. (laughs) It's got one of these. What do you call these? Oh, yeah. Air filter. The fat bulb on the end of the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. And his is like the size of a baby's head. Yeah. Because it's the beach and it's like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, y'all ever beat your kids? Real joke. Like, yes. Real joke from the special. <laughs> oh, come on, really? Beat, yo. <laughs> so many comics have this joke, this exact joke. It goes like this. You got to beat your kids. Because if you don't beat their kids, they won't listen to you. And I'll tell you what else. If you don't beat your kids, I'll beat your kids. <laughs> That's the joke. Black it's like- Info Wars. <laughs> No, the next episode no, of Black no, Wars. no, 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 <laughs> no, Bad Hampton. <laughs> um, man, by the way, I, I'm stopping myself from laughing because it's hurting my jaw. Oh, man. Because I got a root canal yesterday. I don't know if I said that already. Also, and you told me this before. I could not believe it. You have continued your Cal Ripken streak of not smoking. Having a, yeah, this month has been fucking nuts, dude. It's been so crazy. <laughs> not smoking on top of Toothache, the flu sinus three infection. Times. Dude, yeah, I've been, this is my second time on antibiotics. Ugh. I got a. Ugh. I'll tell you what, ugh, though. I hate you. I know. I'm awful. <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> Aren't I the worst? I'm bad. I'm so bad. That's a terrorist. I'm just so bad. I'm bad. You should should pinch me. (laughs) This is Osama Bin Laden's video after 9-11. I'm being bad. (laughs) 
I, I'm being a little bad. I'm boy. a little bad. Um, but it's also been a great month. I, um, dude, I, I have a lot of. St- I got some stuff to post on the internet. Let me tell you. First of all, hentai. So I did all this touring. I did a weekend in Go Bananas, uh, in since at the club Go Bananas in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. I met a bunch of listeners there. One of whom, man, I fuck. I'm so bad about names. I'm sorry. I I need to write your name down because this dude came up to me. And he was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of Suicide Buddies, and I got this for you. And he got me a fucking Doonesbury book. Oh, I saw um, that. That was the best. Yeah. Dude, whatever. It's, it's called like the most... Mr. Butts, Now You're Smoking. <laughs> yes. And it's like we talked about Mr. Butts, the character on Doonesbury, who is just a talking cigarette. When you gave up smoking. <clears throat> when I gave up smoking. I was wondering if that triggered you. Dude, I just appreciate, man. Uh, I love it when it's a small joke. That somebody yes. bought Aristotle a helicopter. Girl from Philly Amanda. at Girl yeah. from Philly on Twitter. Yeah, that's the other thing. So I I did that weekend at Go Bananas. I met a bunch of great like sweet sweet people who listen to the podcast. Thank you. And then I went on a tour through um, Texas and Northern California. I met a bunch of people in Austin and Houston too who are listeners to the show. And yep. I just it's so cool when I get to meet you guys in person. Thank you. And then. I came back and did the album recording, and at Girl from Fitty, Fitty, <laughs> at, at Girl from Fitty Scent, you should change your handle because I made that decision for you. At Girl from Philly, Philly. and Violet Metcalf flew to L.A. Yeah, crazy to come to the show, so and nice. then they gave Aristotle a fucking helicopter. It's awesome. <laughs> a little toy helicopter because on the Patreon we're like, if we get more money, we'll buy Aristotle. I really appreciate that. That's just so sweet. So sweet. That, that yeah. was so nice of them to come out. <sighs> oh, God, uh, the... I just hate it. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to be touring a lot more this uh, <laughs> this year, so please uh, check out my website for dates. Uh, as far as right now, I'm definitely going to be in Arlington, Virginia, May 10th and 11th at the Arlington Cinema and Draft House. At Arlington Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Performing for the troops. Dude, I killed. I fucking killed, dude. I was fucking slaughtered. I murdered those dudes. Wow. That's a big dead audience, dude. That place is so... Like, it's crazy. Fucking stupid it's and depressing. It's awful looking, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like any sort of... I got of, a couple people in I'm there. I'm not trying to... Because sometimes it can be beautiful, say, with like the enormity of the AIDS quilt or something like that, which is right. very personal. But whenever I see a mass graveyard of something, I'm just like, wow, what a fucking bummer, man. Like this is well, and also it takes up so much goddamn land. What's especially fucked up about that huge cemetery and every huge cemetery is depressing and crazy to look at. Why? But that one's bad <laughs> because since it's the military the headstones are all uniform. Mm-hmm. So it's just a sea of people with no identity from the outset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of the things that happens when you buy a headstone for a loved one is that you're giving them somewhat of an identity in their grave. Mm-hmm. But they're all just a little white headstone. And when you get closer, it has the symbol for their religion on it <laughs> and their name. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And so it's just this fucking... <laughs> 
so depressing. Dave, Scientologist, yeah. dead man. <laughs> yeah. He's it's a dead man. Ocean of death. It's crazy looking. And there's I, always fucking old Matt Damon there, like crying. Totally. And then he has that flashback. And then you got to go with him back to World War II where he imagines Tom Hanks on yeah. D-Day invasion. It's like, it's how how does he remember Tom Hanks' D-Day invasion? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, exactly. I hate that movie. Don't support the troops. And I hate those guys. And burn those movies. Yeah, totally. And there is no God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There is no God, but there is a hell. And we're in it. Did you ever do that thing when you were growing up where you'd hold your breath when you went by a graveyard? No. No? Nope. We, We did that. When we were growing up, and the other thing was you would lift up your feet if you're going over train tracks on, in the car, oh, and you touch a screw. So we do that. Like, graveyards, hold your breath, train tracks, <clears> lift <throat> up your feet. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. You're yeah, fucking I'm having, having a, a hard time. Let's, tough time, actually. Let's, uh, let's get into the suicide. I want to talk... Okay, Definitely we should get into suicide. obligated amount of time. We should get into suicide. Before we do, though, I just want to say, I have so many more things to say about my trip, my travels, the recording. My wife. But I'm just, uh, I've just gotten so exhausted in the past 10 minutes that I can't think. So uh, I just want to say thank you all for supporting. Like, I cannot tell you how much support I felt at the recording. It was one of the Those best shows. awesome, dude. Honestly, like, maybe the two best shows I've ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> I kill. Hampton awesome. opened and kill. It was. I just want to say thank you, and I'll talk more about it the next episode when I feel better. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of time, man. And yeah. uh, uh, all right, well, take a quick break, get you some water, and uh, we'll get yeah, back yeah. into it. Cool. All right. Guys, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <That's> no. Not... <laughs> no. We're not, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm getting the no sign. No. Dave. Yeah, I wish you could see. I'm holding up a neon sign that says no. I just got an email from the government a saying no. <laughs> not an LED, a neon sign that I had made. <laughs> yeah, the government says no. Government at government.com. Guys, thanks for being with us here on the pod. This is this is fun. Yeah, uh, I I guess I wasn't ready to come back. <laughs> me neither. Matt, you weren't. No, me neither. I don't know how to start this. No, no, no. I meant like I wasn't ready to come back as host because of how the fact that I'm still sick. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I guess I'm just apologizing. I'm not. I, I'm. I got so tired in that first thirty minutes of talking. It's I, too late to apologize. I feel crazy, <laughs> so I'm sorry that I'm low energy this week. <laughs> hey man, sometimes people have to sleep. I think our audience identifies as sleepy. Sure. If I were to choose a gender, I'd say sleepy uh-huh. is who I am uh-huh. and who I will always be. Okay. Not really ready to engage in the world. <laughs> It's a big part of gender is tired. That's so funny. You know what's funny is um, people keep writing that they're like, oh, what's like another helpful hint? Like, oh, shit, we didn't do an episode last week. They were like, I need a helpful hint. I don't know if they're being serious, but here's one. Here's one for energy. Yeah. I got an energy helpful hint. I'm so down. Bananas. Oh, my God. (laughs) And raw almonds. Ooh, that's a good one. Those are good. They taste good. Taste and good. 
they give you, you know, <laughs> nutrients. Cum. They give, they give you, you cum. They make your cum taste they a specific basically way. basically are the ingredients of cum. Bananas and nuts. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I call my cum banana nut bread, and I always have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. During sex, I'm like, hey, baby, you want some? You want me to make some banana nut bread? Da- Dave, no. No. <laughs> what? This is where I what? stop you. Come info wars. <laughs> Infowars. Sex Infowars. <laughs> uh, folks, you're going to want to look up my dick on <laughs> Pornhub. Uh, you're going to want to look up Black Obama dick conspiracy on uh, X videos. You're going to want to find my dick Once in again, your this mouth. Just sounds like regular Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that also Alex Jones just sounds like that Muppets character that's like, Waiter, there's yeah. a fly in my soup. Totally. I didn't know that they were different until you said that. <laughs> No, it's the same guy. This conspiracy, any Spill Hicks, this conspiracy goes back way far. It's just a ride. <laughs> I hate well, that fucking look, speech. Uh, Life's a ride. Hey, God, look. I he's hate he's it. great. All I right. hate I'll, it. I'll, okay. All it's right, a settle ride. Down, settle down. Did you know life's a ride? Shut up. <laughs> life is life is bumper cars. It's so fun. What if he just kept life going on about life is like a VR uh, game <laughs> that you play at the amusement park that costs like $20 yeah. and you play with your whole family. Life is the Superman ride. It goes really fast <laughs> and then it's over. Life is like a laser tag. Uh, guys, there's a comic named Bill Hicks who apparently had, <laughs> tried to put his philosophy in the comedy. It's a, it's actually a really cool speech. It's just like once you're, oh yeah, I know. Once you're in your 30s, you're like, come on, bro. <laughs> you know, just like I am with Zach Delarocha, a person who I respect and like. Um, but I look back and I'm like, oh fucking, I, I, you're, you were this old when you wrote that. <laughs> That's crazy. If you wrote it when you were 19, that'd be one right. thing. Anyway. I do feel like performing almost puts you in like a chrysalis chamber of not growing <laughs> of judgment. up. Oh, well, that's true. You know, like your views just kind of stagnate for a while because you're not engaging really with the world. Well, I also world. think once you... I was thinking about this the other day, how like I think the reason a lot of comedians see themselves as philosophers <laughs> is what that... an insult to philosophers who are modern day. I agree. Um... Yeah, it's take that, that Noam Chomsky. As if a philosopher would, would just be like, <laughs> like, uh, well, no one's ever told me I'm funny, so I guess I'm funny. Um, I, uh, I didn't. No, that's actually not the good analogy. The better analogy is, um, well, I didn't even try to be funny, so I guess I'm funny. Um, I'm so mad about this, but anyway. Um, oh, you need bananas and raw almonds, dude. I honestly do. Um, they, and honestly, that was a very helpful hint. I do s- suggest that because. It's uh, it's not that expensive for the most part. It gives you a lot of protein and potassium and just like this weird natural energy. Yeah, it might pull you out of a rut. <sighs> I'm not saying it's going to cure, you know, Trump. I'm not saying it's going to cure, you know, cancer. <laughs> That's up to you guys to say, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not here saying I'm saving lives and changing people's, you know, entire existence. That's for you guys to say. <laughs> oh, God, that's incredible. And to write online and it's to post the about perfect. us continually. What I was just saying was basically that. How, like, that's how comedians act. Like, like I am I God. I am oh, God. I and here's why, though. I actually don't think it's their fault. I think it's comedy's fault it's everyone's fault because if you get that much validation that consistently of people 
laughing at when you're talking and you want them to laugh every day for years, it's actually, I think, difficult to not have an inflated ego. And I think that you have to constantly pay attention to your ego and take care of it so you don't become a piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, it's like, how do you not become... I mean, I'm not saying how do you not, but I guess I would say it's... I could see it being so easy to become an insane, megalomaniacal Absolutely, especially if you're famous. Yeah, And, uh, and people are just constantly kissing your ass. And I think actually one of the lesser versions of that, one of the non-piece-of-shit versions of it, is you just become someone who thinks you're a philosopher. Um, Because (laughs) you're then, okay, well, my words clearly affect people. Thus, my words have weight. Thus, my words change the world. Right. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know... It's insane. I've seen so (laughs) many fucking awful comics be like, Republicans and Democrats, two sides of the same coin. Like, you know, there's a puppet on the left, there's a puppet on the right. It's the same person holding up both puppets. Like, everyone thought they could just make the argument that, like, you know, it's like that. I think South Park made this really flawed argument, which is like, I make fun of liberals and I make fun of Nazis. I'm right. hitting both sides. It's, it's like, like, well, don't acknowledge that there are two sides. It's not two sides. Yeah, there's, there's not Nazis. two sides to every just conclusion. You know, it's like yeah. two plus two doesn't equal four and five. It's yeah. like sometimes there's Literally, a very definite response to something. If a bomb, if if a bomb blew a bus up, okay, one, I'm like where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listen to me. Downtown LA. That's good. Tomorrow the night. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just want to watch the world burn. No, dude, it's literally like if a bu- if a bus blew up, and one person was like, "That bus blew up," and another person was like, "That bus didn't blow up," and then someone interviewed both of them. They were like, "Well, we're talking to both sides." You know well, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, a bus blew up, and a lot of people died, and it's awful. Or it's like, you know, a bus blew up, and maybe those people deserve to die. Like, like it's like, no, I don't. Wait a minute. That's a weird takeaway. But that's that weird argument you sometimes get with like people. Sure, a bus blew up, but it was a Jewish bus. I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Guess where our conversations me and my dad went last oh. night. Oh, fun! Woo, fun stuff, dude. I hate the government, and so does our suicide this week. <laughs> oh, nice, dude! Wow, this is a recent one. Uh, pretty much, yeah. 2010. Shit, uh, the dude. guy's name is Joe Stack. Uh, Andrew Joseph Stack the Third, uh, Joe Stack. Damn, the host of Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Stack. Hi, I'm Joe Stack. What Man. was his name? Unsolved Mysteries host, Brian Stack. Unsolved Mysteries? Yeah, isn't that who Brian Stack is? Um, Aristotle, could you look that Let's up look while up we Brian talk? Stack, dude. Um, I I thought it was that other guy. Maybe you're right. Um, this guy definitely had a lot of theories. Okay. Had a lot of beliefs. Um, I don't think he's... He, he's definitely going to be interesting uh, in a lot of ways because I don't think it's the typical, um, you know, depress, depression over time that you're dealing with. Sure. Sort of thing. This is... Uh, uh, he has family that's still alive and my condolences and everything, but this sounds a little bit more of like violent behavior. Um, which would, I don't think it's right to associate, you know, depression with like, you know, that guy was depressed, so he killed everybody. Yeah. It's like, uh, sometimes people have both those things and that's a different thing altogether. I don't even think that there are a lot of misconceptions about depression, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's one of them. And that would be really funny. Like, 
Really? Yeah, dude, <laughs> lock, lock up that set. He's sad. Lock him up. He's going to kill me. I feel this so nonstop, though, where I feel like they go, he's crazy, right? Oh, like sure. a, big, a big throwaway is just crazy. But then they You're always right. go, and he was depressed and ostracized right. or whatever. And it's like a lot of people are going through that. And it they're is... not violent. They're not trying. They want to hurt themselves because they're sad. They yeah. want to end it all. They want to stop that feeling. They're not trying to be like, and I'll make the world Hey, <laughs> right. like that's that's another that's a whole other thing. problem. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is kind of where this dips into. Oh, uh, Aristotle. Brian Stack is from Conan, but Conan. Yeah, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Oh, Robert, Robert Stack. You're right. Stack. That was his name. Hi, I'm Robert Stack. Dude, they never found that little girl. What if? Hold on, stay with me. What if unsolved mysteries <laughs> was just one big conspiracy? Preparing okay. us for the episode where he killed all those people in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and they still have yet to solve yeah. the mystery of Robert Stack killing himself. Unsolved but Mysteries. But they can't do the episode. That's what's so crazy. Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> and a current affair back to back. Dude. Coming up and Fo- when Fox was like just beginning, that was the shit, dude. That would freak me out. So much. It was like back to back, like a real murder that happened. Here's the knife. Look at it. Yeah. This guy killed his wife and then his son. And it's like, I think like it on that same so channel salacious. too, it would be like maximum exposure at 11 p.m. Do you remember that show? It's just like, we found three teenagers in Iowa who like to throw baseballs at their dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maximum exposure. Maximum. It was like, what yeah. were they We've exposed it to the man. Yeah, totally. That's so great. Wow, we found uh, unreleased footage of this tiger eating a deer. <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah, <laughs> Fox News basically built their fucking foundation. They have a couple solid hits like The Simpsons, <laughs> and, you know, Married with Children. But they built their fucking network off of worst medical <laughs> surgeries gone wrong. I know. Like, you would lit- alien autopsies that get you a boner. That even the, <laughs> right? the, the simplest, I mean, I think it all started with Faces of Death and then that was popular and they were like okay let's try yeah. a tv version of that and so they made when animals attack when animals attack that was like their now that's what i call music totally. staple of, now that's uh, what i call pain that and magician reveals the secrets that was a big oh thing. wow remember that i don't know i never saw that that's Dude, fucked up that that's guy not pissed cool. me off don't do that man joe bluth is rolling in his grave over that <laughs> robert robert bluth robert no job was the magician Idiot, oh. you're an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Now talking, talk about how Robert Stack killed himself on his own show. <laughs> um, different guy. Okay. Andrew Joseph Stack the third. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to get into this other than he flew <laughs> on February eighteenth, two thousand ten. Two eighteen. Two eighteen. Wait, no. <laughs> yes. Wait. Mm-hmm. That is right. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to read the page and flip back to you. Like, wait, I thought you misheard me say 2010, and I was like, what? Oh, yes. No, oh, no I meant duh. in the year 218. <laughs> wow, this happened a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he flew a uh, Piper... Cherokee light aircraft. That's not 
It's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> you this flew guy, a pipe. I don't know how to get into it. I mean, like, because his story is so tragic. He flew his plane into the Internal Revenue Service, the Dude, IRS. Wow. In it Austin, was like a, Texas. It was like a little personal plane. So he did like a yeah. tiny 9-11. Yeah, he did tiny 9-11. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> this dude's my favorite <laughs> tiny 9-11 guy. The IRS? That's so crazy. <laughs> it's like a... T- how tall is the IRS building? This one like was two seven stories. stories and, seven. That's so and, funny. And he came into the fourth story. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's not funny. It's, it's tragic. Dave, I'm going to stop you there. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but a little it's also tragic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll kind of get into it. We'll, we'll get back to, to that. Wow, the photo of that guy makes him look like a fucking loser. <laughs> okay, Come on, listen. dude. Who wears polo you're allowed, shirts? You're allowed a couple of digs. <laughs> he has family alive. Oh, wow. And this Shit, photo sorry. of him does ha- have him holding a base. This is on the Wikipedia He's of wearing- this guy who, ki- wait, who killed himself, <laughs> and he's holding a base. So that is pretty it's not funny. That, okay, here's the off thing. The it's not that playing bass makes you a loser or wearing <laughs> polo shirts makes you a loser or being old makes you a loser. But if you are old, wearing a polo shirt that doesn't fit and playing a bass, it's like, I mean, get your shit together, man. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine if like you look up Osama bin Laden on Wikipedia and he's holding like a keytar. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Or like, like a drum machine. Oh, fuck this guy. You'd be like, wait, why is that the stock you photo? Were, oh, that's actually why. <laughs> why? You're right. That's why it's bugging me. It's not that I have any judgment. It's, just, he can't. it's that he's a murderer is the problem. <laughs> There's a subject on his Wikipedia page. One of the sections is just called crime. <laughs> Who wrote this? Crime. Yeah, you're right. Crime is one of the first things. The first section is called Joseph Stack, and the second section is called crime. <laughs> This guy had a complicated life. <laughs> What's his fu- name? It's so funny. What did he do? It's so funny when you look through these. Like sometimes, like people don't really want to write too much about suicide. So it is funny to me that like one of the few things on his page is just crime. Dude, let's go in there and and Here's create a create a section between Joseph Stack and crime called bass guitar. Him <laughs> teaching bass guitar. Here's he all the plays tablature. Bass guitar. He wants you to know what he did. This motherfucker loved Les Claypool. And so, he hates the IRS. Um, Andrew Joseph Stack III was basically a very well liked person. This definitely came as a shock <laughs> Not to anymore. everybody. <laughs> well, I think everybody did have to be like, yeah, the, we didn't see that coming, and that we don't want to talk about it. That's a small plane. Ever again. Yeah, it's like one of those. It's, it's not a Cessna, it's hard to see. I think, but it's, yeah, like four seats. Hard like, to see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> tiny 911. Tiny 911. The tiniest 911 that so... you've ever seen. It was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The tiniest, cutest little 911 you've ever seen. <laughs> well, this dude, uh, this, this dude to me also, like, there's a little bit of that David Koresh thing of like, you're out of. Austin, you know, Waco, all this area sure. of people who are very like, the government fucking sucks. Right, right. This guy really seems to have been kind of privately, uh, definitely dealing with a situation with the government. But uh, at the end, when he, he made his manifesto, his suicide note, which was about six pages, it is Whoa. really eloquent. And it is like Bill Hicks 
shit. It is literally like someone just going, the government was not made to do this Wow, stuff. I'll read a little bit later. It's, it, it's very long, but it's you like... You should read it out loud so I can hear it. Well, <laughs> you know what, Dave? Sometimes, <laughs> good idea. sometimes you have good ideas. Thank you. You yeah. know what? <laughs> Let's not have dead air for 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I just want to make sure... Uh, <laughs> Well, um, man, I love Tiny Nine Eleven. He, um, he was definitely like a smart, smart guy. Uh, he uh, Not too smart worked as a software com- <laughs> uh, consultant, and it sounds like his own personal history is a little like tough. Like he was. <laughs> Sorry. What? So I just what? said not, you when you said he's smart, I said not too smart, and it really made me laugh for some reason. I can't I can't get over my own. Not joke. too smart. This guy can't even fly a plane. <laughs> what a dumbass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like the worst commentary ever. Oh what, a, <laughs> what an idiot. He can't even fly it straight without in a building. What a stupid dumb head. Idiot. This guy seems like a real silly Did boy. Did he know what he was doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm getting a little loopy from my teeth. <laughs> Man, I see so much similarity between you and this guy. I'd say you're maybe like five steps away from being this guy, Dave. Dude, let's make it four. <laughs> Fuck it, one. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it now. Zero, dude. Do I it. bought a plane. Get in my plane, My asshole. teeth hurt. Let's fucking blow up the taxes. Well, he, he had definitely a hard life uh, in the sense that uh, he grew up and spent some time in like an orphanage. Oh and, shit! Um, he had a and there's no bass guitars in an orphanage. No bass guitars in an orphanage. <laughs> he also sounds very intelligent, so it's like he's probably very aware. You know what I mean? Like some people can kind of almost like mindlessly drift through a situation, but he sounds like he was somebody who was probably really aware of like, well, I guess I'm an orphan, right? And uh, this is my situation in life, and he worked really hard to like get you know, his degree and become like really accomplished, uh, studying engineering, you know, and he tried to build his own companies and stuff like that. And he did multiple times, but they would keep like getting in trouble because he couldn't pay his taxes basically. And so this whole situation just kept accumulating, accumulating to where he owed like, God. And this is at the time he's like getting a divorce. Uh, what was it? He owed, $126,000 $126,000 to the IRS. Whoa. Why? Yeah. Because he would start... That's a, how much his plane costs. He would start a business. So in 1985, Stack, along with his first wife, uh, made uh, Prowess Engineering. So it's like his own engineering firm. And then huh. like a year later, uh, he failed to file a stack. Uh, sorry, a state tax return. And that kind of started this whole process. It's just like... They just kept coming after him every year to be like, "Wow, is it?" He'd get audited all the time, and they'd be like, "You owe more. You owe more." Fuck. Yeah, and Damn. it's like it would stop him. Then he'd have to file. Him and his wife filed for bankruptcy. They got divorced. Shit. And he just he couldn't start new businesses because he couldn't pay his taxes. So like the IRS put like kind of a hold on. So like, he couldn't make any money. Couldn't make money. So he couldn't get out of it. Fuck, dude. Yeah. He sounds like somebody who also was like accomplished. Like he he built up enough to get a house, get a wife. That didn't work out, but he then got another wife, and he you know it was like a two story house. He had a plane outside of town. He had a business, a building. You know, like wow, he had stuff, and I think him losing it all just drove him crazy. Like, or I'd say. 
I'd say that's a that's a definitely a difficult situation for anybody, and like some people can get through that. Yeah, but I think he maybe had a little bit of an extra tinge of mental illness that would make it okay for you to kill someone at the IRS in justification of that. That's definitely like sure over the line. I mean, yeah, once you're murdering people, there is something else going on. Yeah, I just yeah, it's like I just don't like the lump in violent no, behavior with depression. No, per se, you know. And he definitely had like a ton of like circumstantial depression in his life. Sure. But all I can say is like we have like fans of the podcast who are like losing their leg or something. You know, yeah. it's like shit. There's a ton of shit that happens. And then you don't yeah. There are so many people that had this, these exact things happen and not kill people. I mean <clears throat> Baron Vaughn, who is oh, yeah. a close friend of both yeah, of he ours. He does uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand with me. Yeah, he's also one of my favorite comedians and just yeah, I just love him. He came on my last podcast, Terrified, and and if you want to like hear somebody talk about shit like this, listen to that episode. I highly recommend it. Dude, I've listened to it. And he, he cried on it because I didn't know until he came on how bad his financial situation had gotten. But he had gotten so far into debt that he, he was in this weird catch-22 where he had made a bunch of money that could have helped pay off the debt. But in Canada, in America, wouldn't let him get the money. Oh, I Unless it that. went straight to the government, but it was like he needed it to buy food and shit in the meantime, and he so couldn't it was get the money. So he just couldn't, and he wouldn't let them release it. And so he, yeah, yeah. And he got th- fucked over originally by a manager, basically. Oh, who really? Just was embezzling from him, taking his money. Holy shit! And, like, and this is like at the time he was awful. a recurring character on Fairly Legal. So he was on TV. That was a popular fucking show. Um, yeah, he he kind of it's been imp- it's been impressive as he his friend to talk to him. And yeah. I do recommend listening to the episode. I've listened to it on a flight one time. It was amazing. It's crazy, but it's also like as his friend to. Um, I mean, man, he's like in the best situation ever now. He now has a kid. He's he has a married. Kid. He's on like four shows. Yeah, he's creating. He tours, and it, it and I remember talking to him, and he's like, "It's low," but I don't think he ever thought about it in in like you know he didn't have depression so he had circumstantial depression and be like this sucks i am in a depressing zone right now but he didn't have that extra depression that then goes well then i guess i should just i guess i'm worthless and should kill myself he always kind of knew his worth and knew he should be not in that situation he knew he didn't deserve that you know what i mean yeah, and that's kind of a weird difference. I, I I'm not saying it's like I I don't know. I think that lets you know if if you deal with those sort of dark thoughts that kind of don't let you feel any sort of self worth. I think that maybe is a time to, or it's definitely a time to at least look into some sort of uh, therapy, but possibly also medication because those are really unhealthy repeating thoughts that that don't happen to everybody who have terrible situations. They they actually sometimes go, I don't deserve this. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Baron's a fucking great example. I mean, man, can you imagine being There's that a, much debt? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's interesting. Part of it is, I don't know, it is, like with, the, with this guy, uh-huh. uh, Joe Stack, there is an interesting element of, like, uh, one thing in the discussion about mental health that, that really bugs me is that for certain problems, we treat the problem by removing 
the responsibility for the problem from the person who has it. Mm-hmm. And I guess a more layman's way of saying that, I don't know why I said it like a fucking robot, uh, a more regular way of saying it is like, we tell people it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And I get it because sometimes in your life, you fuck up so bad that in order to not fucking lose right. it, you need to, at least for a time, think there's something else going on. And I respect that. But the problem with that is that it creates a culture around not accepting blame. And if this guy oh, right. weren't yeah, totally. blaming others for his problem, and you know what? It seems like the government was fucking with them. Uh, and wow. so, and like the IRS can be dicks, but to put, in order to, I mean, okay, he also could have just straight up had severe mental illness, but something that people do is that they just like, these conspiracy theorist people, the government's after me, they're after me, they're after me. They look oh, yeah. at their own bad situation and then they think, well, it's clearly not my fault. It's someone else's fault. And that's hard to accept something as your fault without killing yourself because it's hard to feel bad. But the reality is like we all fuck up all the fucking time mm-hmm. and we need it, it. Part of culture needs to be that things are your fault and that it's not the end of the fucking world. And a lot, I think a lot of mm-hmm. issues arise from people not taking the blame for shit. I think that's true. I mean, you definitely uh, see it all the time, right? And I think, yeah. um, and I do think that like, like with 12 step, man, 12 step has helped so many people. So I can't shit talk it, but part of, I, I, I do have a little bit of an issue with it, which is that it like teaches you that you didn't do this. And I just, I get it because in a certain way, when you're addicted to alcohol, addiction is a fucking disease. And I believe that I believe that it, in that way, it's not entirely your fault. So I get it. I, and I'm not saying that 12-step is wrong, but I just wish that there were an element of all these things where it was included like take responsibility because if you take responsibility, then you have agency as a person and then you will right. be strong at Actually, the end of this. Actually, you'll be stronger. And you don't need to kill people or kill yourself or whatever to well, solve this like fucking issue. It's not like you're living with a monster. Because sometimes yes. I think about that with – I mean, and I'm not trying to really dismiss 12-step, uh, but yeah, say like you know when people like – can't possibly ever have a drink again that totally makes sense but also it is sort of like this thing of like building it up to be this monster inside of your body that like almost is beyond your control there is a ceiling and i'm like you you didn't have control you probably don't have control but also don't act like it's outside of your body. I, and I know that's a yeah. little, that sounds well, a, maybe it's, a little it's, judgmental. It's but. tough to talk about this this way, especially because I know there are people in 12-step listening to this podcast. I've talked to some of them and it's like, so I don't want to diminish how hard that is and how good it is because truly addiction is a horrible fucked up disease that is hurting you. But also... You can get control. You can. Yeah. I think. I, what, I think what set us off is this guy definitely decided to blame the world. That's what I'm saying. And it's rather just, than saying like, you know wrong. what, I it's fucked wrong. up a lot. Also, well, on top yeah, of it being a tough world, as we're saying with Baron and people losing so much of their lives or so much of their income. I mean, my God, financial problems stress people the fuck out. Yeah. Like, you know, you ever have that nightmare where your teeth are falling out? Yeah. And they always say it's because you're worried about money. It's like the most common nightmare people have. It's like, it's so stressful. But all I'm saying is like, and I don't know this this man's situation personally, but what I would say is I've just seen so many stories of 
people also dealing with these things and kind of like I don't know, like I've had friends like lose entire careers and just become like an electrician or or yeah. it changed jobs completely. And yes, maybe their financial situation isn't great, but they're they're happy. You know what I mean? Like right. people can have children have a baby while in debt. <laughs> like it's not like being in debt really fucks you up that much other than you owe money and you I'm to- in debt, dude. Fucking debt bros, dude. <laughs> De- debt, debt bros, dude. Debt, debt, debt. And he had a ton. It is pretty pretty crazy how no, he, how he decided to handle it here. So also ba- not to diminish how stressful his fucking situation is, you know. Yeah. So basically, I mean, bass guitars are heavy. <laughs> he was losing. <laughs> he had to get rid of his bass guitars. <laughs> so check this out. Um, check this out. An hour before uh, he flew a plane into the IRS building, uh, Stack set fire to his house, which was estimated at two hundred. $30,000. I don't know why that's in here <laughs> in Austin. And the only thing, here's the thing. Okay. This guy kind of became a Alex Jones, like folk hero sort of thing. So some facts in this, I almost feel are like playing to that. Oh, sure. Like the theory is like, maybe he didn't kill himself and then he got the insurance money and he fucked over the IRS. <laughs> like, there's so many little details I feel that like you go. We would know if he got the insurance oh, I, company oh, would know. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, <laughs> dude, Alex Jones is like, the frogs are turning gay. Like, he's insane. But I think. What was insane about that? <laughs> frogs are way hetero, dude. <laughs> I mean, they're like Ron Jeremy hetero, dude. Yeah, I mean, frogs. I know that what you're saying, you're joking, but I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why this is funny. Oh, that's funny. Frogs um, are straight. All uh, frogs. It's like I guess what say like whoever wrote this Wikipedia. It starts off with crime, and then. <laughs> It goes Base. right away. It's just like he set his fire to his house and then they estimate the worth of the house. It just seems like an odd detail that is like not important unless you believe that maybe he was going to collect the insurance money on that or something. Interesting. I just, why would you, why would you include that information? Right. It's, it's I've never seen that sort of shit huh. pop up normally. And there's a couple other things that are like, weird facts that are kind of included in these Wikipedia articles and also like articles about the thing that just, I can tell that conspiracy theorists have had a hand in this. And then also after he died, he did kind of become like a folk hero to like conspiracy. Theorists. I see. Cause yeah. he's like the government, right. I'm going to fucking fuck the, go-. the way that it's there are still like- to this day, Chris Dorner fans. <laughs> it's like uh, myself included, dude, that dude was awesome. Dorner. Dorner was awesome. Oh man. Well, all I will say is... He killed their families. Okay, but check this out. That sucked. Yes, he's that a psych- sucked. He's a psychopath. In retaliation, the LAPD <laughs> fucking like shot up this truck. No, no, no. They were wrong, too. And he had been wronged and fucked the cops. But <laughs> right. this shit where people are like, he's great. He killed wait, their families. Wait, wait, wait. I want to explain real quick. So James Dorner was this police officer in L.A. This Chris, is a couple Chris years Dorner. back. And uh, mm-hmm. he he thought the LAPD was racist. What a weirdo! Yeah, and uh, he so, wrote this hilarious manifesto too that was like about it included his favorite porn stars. Yeah, it was so know. funny. I've talked about that. He put on Gianna Michaels. And and everything he said, I, I basically agreed with. And then yeah, well, I, you can even justify thinking it's like a war between him and the cops. And so if cops die, you know, death is awful, but okay. But then he just like killed their wives and shit. It's just like right, what? yeah. The thing is, so 
In Sorry. retaliation, the LAPD were... I mean, racist for sure. They just shot up a weird cabin truck. in the snow, and then and then with the cabin <laughs> thing. And I'm not saying it's good, and he definitely needs to go to prison. But it does look like the LAPD like burned him alive. Yes, and I don't think that's okay. No, it's not okay. I would like to know as a citizen that the police can't just burn me alive. Just because I think it was bad that he killed people's spouses doesn't mean I think that he was yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, and I always like to just be like, no, he was awesome, dude. He was cool. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm always down for people who are anti-establishment. No, I am too. It's, yeah. Oh, man, dude. But I'm 36, go man, and I don't like Bill it when Hicks. women die. <laughs> guys got to listen to the Bill Hicks, uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, Bill Bellamy. Life's, all the bills. Life's an apple. Bill Clinton. All the bills. You just got to eat the apple. <laughs> and then when the apple's gone, <laughs> you Li- get another apple. Life is a highway, and I want to ride it all night long. Life is a trash can. You just throw <laughs> paper in there, and then you put, after it's full of paper, then you put that in a bigger trash can. <laughs> so this this is where it starts to be where like Joe Joe Stack here seems to clearly be mentally unstable. One, he wants to kill people. That's clearly a bad. He sounds a little unsolved. But it's like he has a wife and a stepdaughter, and he burns their house, dude. When he's just like they're out of town, and he's like, "I'm gonna go kill myself." What I'm burn saying, burn their house with people that support these anti-establishment motherfuckers. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. If you're out there and you're insane and you're anti-establishment. I need to say to you, we would all listen to you if you didn't kill your families. <laughs> Don't kill your fucking family. My one hiccup? Well, you didn't kill them, but my God, yeah. Oh, he like, didn't kill them. No, they left. And he burned they the house. They were fireproof? Oh. He burned the house down while they were out of town, which I feel is also a also, No, yeah, just don't. <laughs> Shitty. It's like, you know, I have a problem with IRS. Okay, what's your problem? Well, first, <laughs> let me burn my own house down. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> all right, listen. This will all be clear once mm-hmm. I burn my house down and run a plane into a building. It'll all become mm-hmm. so clear. I'm getting angry. Oh, okay. Sorry, dude. No, I, I'm... No, you're... I'm joking. Okay. Um, Good. I feel bad all the I time. I can tell now when you're kidding. It took me years. I, <laughs> I am getting angry, but I'm getting angry just thinking about... No, yeah, what I'm getting mad about is is anti-establishment shit because I'm so fucking anti-establishment. I always have been. Uh, but first of all, you grow up, you get a little more practical. It's not just like... you. <laughs> <laughs> not everything that the government does is bad, yeah. even though a lot is. But then also, there's there's this thing that happens with people who are publicly anti-establishment, where they it they they become you you follow them for thinking in this way, and it's happened to me so many fucking times where I get behind somebody, I'm like, yes, man, fuck the system, absolutely, <laughs> and then it turned Joe Queer. I've talked about him, Joe Queer, the lead singer of the Queers. He was just like this punk dude. So many punks are like this. They're just like punk as fuck, and they're like burn it down. Yeah, DIY. Then a bed. Support your friends, whatever. I drink and then, cum. And then you find out some crazy <laughs> shit. Like one day, Joe Queer was just like, "I support the cops in Ferguson," <laughs> and you're just like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What the fuck are I you see talking that happening about?" With all these <laughs> old punks now, because now they're like, "What's the only way I could piss people off?" Is like, I guess I'll be pro Trump, or like you know, like they take like the dumbest. Well, they start to. See Third rail liberalism opinion. as the establishment, and so that because they're fucking I don't know drugged out or 
drank too much. Now they have money. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, like, okay, wait. So now the status quo is liberalism. So how do I burn that down by supporting the government? You're like, what? I'm just saying, when it comes to anti-establishment, sometimes it's not come with it now. It's come with it now or later. Oh, man. Chewy. (laughs) Chewy come with it. Absolutely. (laughs) Chewy come with it. Chew with it now. Hey, Chewy. Chewy, you got to come with it now. Chew on it now. Hey, Chewy, I didn't kill my wife. Chewy, come with it now. (laughs) You ever noticed how Chewbacca has the same nickname as those granola bars? All right. uh, You guys are going to want to go on Black Info Wars and look up Chewbacca. Nope. It's a Jewish Chewbacca. Absolutely not. You guys are going to like a Chewbacca. No. Chewbacca Obama. Nope. Chewbacca Obama. <laughs> Chewbacca Obama. That has to be. Someone has to have made this meme. Chewbacca Obama. Someone, uh, right? Chewbacca Obama. Come on. That has to have happened. Google right. it. Someone Google it. Google it. Come on. Google it. Come on. Google it. Come on now. Google it. Aristotle, that really Google used to be it. like a catchphrase in comedy of Google just an it. easy thing of being like, it's real, Google it. Mm, Google it. Google it. You should Google it. Because once you Google it, then I won't need to say my stand up anymore. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you write a functional bit? <laughs> yeah. Why are you putting it? The oh, you aren't laughing? On me? Well, once you go home and Google it, then you'll fucking laugh, you dick. All right, look. Um, are I, those ads to make your penis bigger? Click the link. <laughs> yep, I knew it. I'm Chewbacca Obama. Oh, cool. Somebody put up a little a picture. Already? Yeah. Well, tell wow. you what. Our fans put up uh, Chewbacca <laughs> and make a Black InfoWars meme. And um, uh, I will don't, suck your fucking cunt. Wow. Don't do any of that. I will <laughs> eat your dick. Okay, so uh, what happened? Well... I was going to read a little bit of his uh, manifesto. Let's read the whole thing. It's six pages. Make sure you read it out loud. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll get back into the story. But I think it's important to get a sense of who this guy was. He's actually really eloquent in this. And he kind of actually puts himself down all the time about, like, mm. I know I'm not the smartest man. You know, like, huh. stuff like that. But his whole thing is just anti-government. And actually, he does come off, like, it, honestly, like... Bill, the equivalent of Bill Hicks. I mean, wow. like, they, they, one thing I will say: this article that you're going to read off of is written on Doritos.com, <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't really know. Businessinsider.com, Dave. I know. I just thought it was a funny thing to say. <laughs> Why, Remember Danny Dorito? That was back in the day. <laughs> on throwback. our Patreon episodes, callback and throwback, guys. Check out our Patreon episodes. More we like callback Thursday. Extra content up there. <laughs> Fun content. We make up fun characters like Danny Oh, dude, Dorito. we should say real quick, we have a Patreon uh, out this week as well. Yeah. Uh, our first in the month of February. We forgot we recorded it. So we're just going to release it. But um, we probably say some stuff that happened like five weeks ago. We don't yeah. know where it was. It happened. Uh, we did it about uh, the, the movie The Basketball Diaries. Oh, yeah. Um, we like to usually take uh, a fictional suicide or we take some sort of you know, kind of factoid yeah. around suicide and make a, a bonus episode. Or so we read a listener email. Please yeah. check us out, guys. We would check love it if uh, out. people joined the Patreon. All right. So I'm going to start reading his manifesto. Tiny nine and uh, I'll stop when it starts to get weird. It's too. It's way too long to read the whole thing. So here we go. At the oh, beginning. This is the Tiny 911 Commission Report. <laughs> <laughs> if you're reading this, you're no doubt asking yourself, why did this have to happen? The simple truth is that it is complicated and has been coming for a long time. 
The writing process started many months ago, was intended to be therapy in the face of the looming realization that there isn't enough therapy in the world that can fix what is really broken. Wow. Needless... Needless to say, this rant could fill volumes with example after example if I would let it. I find the process of writing it frustrating, tedious, and probably pointless, especially given my gross inability to gracefully articulate my thoughts in light of the storm raging in my head. Exactly what is, the therape- exactly what is therapeutic about that, I'm not sure, but desperate times call for desperate measures." Damn, dude. So it kind of, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, then it gets really more full on Ferrix Jones. Like, we're all taught as children that without laws, there would be no society, only anarchy. Sadly, starting at an early age, we in this country have been brainwashed to believe that. In return for our dedication and service, our government stands for justice for all. We are further brainwashed to believe that there is freedom in this place and that we should be ready to lay our lives down for the noble principles represented by its founding fathers. Remember? One of these was no taxation without representation. I have spent the total years of my adulthood unlearning that crap from only a few years of my childhood. These days, anyone who really stands up for that principle is promptly labeled a crackpot, traitor, and worse. So I'm saying this is like an easy, like this is a good three minutes at an open mic. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) I was just about to say that this this guy sounds like a fucking douche. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it kind of just goes on about... I mean... the, the founding fathers. And I will take back a little bit of what I said. It seems like this guy really, really thought this decision out, which is what's almost crazier. Like he obviously he's bringing a lot to the table, mental illness wise. Yeah, he's definitely angry, right? It's yeah, anger. He, he wants to direct it outwards. He wants to hurt people. He feels hurt, and he wants to direct it outwards. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, something kind of interesting here with this is uh, the time frame of this. Is it's uh, 2010 and a big kind of thing that he mentions in this is the bailouts that are happening for the banks and like for the car corporations and he's like you know in this in this manifesto he's like how is it possible like I've been dealing with paying back the IRS over some like filing shit you know multiple times like this shit just keeps compounding over years and years and like the banks go bankrupt and within like 24 hours there's discussions about bailing them out yeah, it's just like I. He's just like so. He really is this Alex Jones thing of like oh, yeah. I am a disillusioned American. I yeah. feel like I'm being taken advantage of, and you guys are. And he's kind of he's not wrong. Like they definitely are like shitty with the people's money, uh, our tax money. I mean, like yeah, you know, a- anyone can make that claim. But it's like uh, it's funny the timing because so he blames crazy. it for so much of it. He's like GM, you know, the banks. You guys are fucking awful, and like. You're all self-serving. You're all... And he's really laying out... Honestly, what's crazy is I read a lot of this. It looks just like what um, AOC is saying. (laughs) Alexandria... What's her last name? Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. Which she's saying. It's like... It's all socialism. He's basically talking about like getting rid of unnecessary like government programs. Why are you taking my money? Why are you fucking over the small man? Like, I have bills. I'm just trying to have a family. Like... Yeah. And he's just like so mad he he's never like it it never comes off as ineloquent like he's never like you fuckheads <laughs> eat shit you dicks i hope you get diarrhea in hell like <laughs> he's more like here's what the founding father said wow yeah here's my and he talks about the tax code <laughs> he talks about how why is it that we don't tax churches He's just like, this is crazy. He's like, the Catholic Church, just this year, like, tons of, like, molestation and, like, bullshit. Yeah. They don't help people. 
like you know it's like why aren't we taxing them at least on their land alone like shit like that that like george carlin would say you know it's like it's pretty reasonable it's like the most moderate form of like socialist or libertarian is like yeah why are we you know the government's wasting my money right. why are you now also trying to send me to jail or take away my businesses make it impossible for me to feed my family yeah you know so he happens to have this plane and this is again where like some of this like uh conspiracy theorist shit starts to play out so he takes his plane uh goes off from the runway it's about 20 minutes north of austin he's gonna fly back into austin uh he tells the control tower uh going southbound sir and then his last words to them are thanks for your help have a great day wow <laughs> it's kind of sweet <laughs> kind of sweet of him does he live in austin uh yeah he does but his uh the airfield was like 20 minutes out and so well what i guess what i'm asking is is the headquarters of the IRS in Austin? No, I mean the IRS have multiple headquarters right, okay. around. So That's this was like his local, the local thing. One. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, all these anti-government conspiracy theorists, they wrote this. I'm like, there's no, th- there would have been a report. Like this would have been found out. And for you to put this fact up or skeptically, okay. it, it makes me think it's a conspiracy theorist posting it. But they're like, it's possible he also put in like fuel drums inside of the plane. To, to blow make it, it up blow up extra more? big. Huh. And I'm like, I think they'd know that. They'd yeah. know that right away <laughs> if that happened. Like, yeah. th- that's, a, that's a crime scene that would be gone out. So uh, that's my thing is like when you post facts like that and you're like, and maybe this happened. I'm like, well, did it? Just tell me. Yeah, right. I think that's a conspiracy theorist going, I and I think he also yeah, yeah, was yeah. a real hero. He who put to make... C4 in his face. Yeah, the big the big thing is there's so many message boards and people who are like, he's a hero. He is a folk hero. Like, literally, there's a weird um, trans, uh, transcription of his uh, manifesto that I was listening to, and it's somebody just saying it, right? And then all the comments are like... You know, six semper tyrannis dot <laughs> kill wow. Obama and goes and go. This man was a hero. You know, like everyone's got like a Confederate flag or, or like a don't tread on me like yeah. You know, avatar. Wow. And I mean, it goes on and on. And you're like, I guess in this guy's death, um, it, it kind of got t- it taken advantage of. You know, yeah. he was dealing with a personal situation, and I think a lot of people took it as like. That's right. Bring down the government. No, I think the takeaway is that he's, you know, crazy. He's yeah. dealing with like a really hard mental situation. Man. You should probably get help if you think that. If you want to blow up a post office right. or some shit, yeah, go see a doctor. That's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's maybe what I was trying to say earlier about taking responsibility because I was thinking after I said that, that also there are situations in which you can't control the things that happen to you. Um, but... But, but the solving of the problem is always your responsibility because you're you and it happened to you, right? And I wish, it actually seems like this guy definitely had like, yeah, some, some mental illness, but he also like wrote this long thing. These problems went on for a long time. If he was just able to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. what can I do? To just feel better, yeah. Right? Like it's it's it. I mean, that would definitely have to be because there's always um, something. I, I assume at this point he's obsessing, 
it, it, it's reached obsession level, right? right? Where it's all you can think about. Yeah. And it's hard to break that cycle and pattern. Sure. And, uh, you know, I've had loved ones who sometimes you're not checking fully on their mental of like, how much are they ruminating on this stuff? Like, I know they're like a little pent up about, say, the government or <laughs> stuff. This literally has happened in my family. And then you're like, I should probably check in. Just make sure this isn't getting into obsession level. You know, like some people can be like, I don't like Obama or his policies, but the minute you're just like, that motherfucker, like every day. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, right, exactly. I'd say it swings also back to Trump, but I mean, it's just hard. It's just not healthy to make something your angry obsession. Your one and only, yeah, totally. Your anger and It's interesting, yeah. It just not, because not your healthy. anger is valid doesn't mean what it's doing to your brain is good yeah, for you. Not everyone can handle, not everyone's Lewis Black. Yeah, not everyone can just be angry all the time. Also, I would man, I would imagine that he manages that pretty extensively, so he can <laughs> be good standard. to the people in his life. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Um, well, let's see. This is uh, important. Is uh, he killed one guy uh, after he posted his suicide note on his website, uh, embeddedart.com, which, by the way, GoDaddy has informed me is open. If anybody wants to buy embeddedart.com, you can buy a guy who killed <laughs> someone from the IRS's <laughs> website. It is open. Guys, make it a Suicide Buddies website. I will <laughs> kiss your dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, the guy that he killed was the manager of the, of the IRS. Wait, only, one person died? One person died. Like 13 got hurt, and some people on the lower level, and truly you're a fucking dick flying a plane to a building with multiple offices and you're trying to like during a work day trying to kill those people who just work for the fucking irs man like the thing is also his anger at this point had turned into i want to make a message i want to make a message so loud it's not really about who gets hurt and that's so dangerous at that point that that truly is like the most dangerous level of uh i don't know you definitely need mental health at that point um yeah so uh, a guy, Vernon Hunter, uh, a 68-year-old uh, revenue officer group manager for the IRS was killed uh, by the incident. Fuck. And 13 people were reported as injured, two of them critically. So that's they're probably not walking away from that. If you look at the... Where the, in the building did he check, crash the plane into? Look at this photo. This is uh, this is of the damage. It's so much worse than I thought it would be when I, when I read that statement. You think it's going to just be like one little thing? What's interesting it's, about this... It looks this, like the fucking Pentagon. Yeah. It's like With, ripped. This building is a very wide, like business park style building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. covered in glass. And it seems like he flew alongside of it and just crashed into it. Mm-hmm. As he flew, yeah, and just ripped the entire side of the building off, like multiple floors. Yeah, wow, not uh, not chill. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't a chill nine eleven. Definitely not a chill nine eleven. Nine chill kind of eleven. Amazing. When you look at that that photo, and then I tell you only one person died. Yeah, doesn't that kind of go? Oh it's my unbelievable. god, that's unbelievable almost. Um, so what's uh, doubly crazy? Is uh, he actually did cause like an incredible amount of damage, uh, just repercussions wise, because of what he did in the aftermath. There was increased debate over policies of the IRS and different forms of protest. 
And in response of the attack, uh, the IRS spent more than $38.6 million <laughs> uh, with $6.4 million spent to recover and resume work at the building. So you basically cost them $40 million to resume business at that building. Whoa. And over $32 million spent to increase security at other IRS sites across the U.S., <laughs> So he's cost at this point the IRS $72 million. Wow. <laughs> um, however, the spending on security changes was questioned as being ineffective. So he basically made them spend a ton of money that won't wow. stop a dude from flying a plane into your building if you fuck him over. For I mean, forever. how do you plan for someone crashing a fucking plane into your building? Yeah. This no, building is plane proof. Nah, I'm not saying it's, it's crazy. Like it's valid, but it's like it, you know, I do have. Well, that, I guess you got to try. I have that response to a lot. Of, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I think a lot of homeland security thing could be taken care of with like a psychological profile. Like anybody who wants to travel, right. have a certification to travel, you have to sit down for an afternoon and take a psych profile. Right, you're good then. Yeah. They will find out. That's what they do in like a lot, large part of the Middle East. They they screen you. They make sure no one in your family is associated with like yeah. terrorist cells or some shit. And they just talk to you for a bit. And they go, okay, you're fine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it is funny like how we act like we're so so up on homeland security, but we don't do very simple things like like it is annoying for us that. Canada won't let you into Canada if you have a DUI. That's annoying. And I have friends that like lost work because of that. Really? But if you think about that at a basic level, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, is that anyway? <laughs> I pretty mean, legit. No drunk drivers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like no a pretty way. basic. <laughs> driving a car drunk is one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do because driving a car sober is one of the da most dangerous yeah, things you could you do. Just, yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm driving a car, I th it's I think it's crazy that I'm allowed to. <laughs> it goes so fast. Because <laughs> it's red. Yeah, exactly. My red car goes so fast. Yeah, man. Okay, and this is super funny to me. Oh, no. This is another repercussion of him doing this. Do you remember the tea party? Of course. <laughs> you ever wonder to yourself what really happened to them? They're kind of around, but they were all yeah, over the news. They were really popular for a minute. Yeah. Almost completely. So this dude got associated with the Tea Party. Because wow. at the time, there was like kind of a government watch list of like, all right, anybody who's posting about like Patriot, uh, you know, government, Tea Party, 912, nine, you know, like yeah. all this shit that was Glenn Beck was pushing. Again, remember Glenn Beck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like these guys are all gone. So because of this guy doing this, like the IRS and like Homeland Security just started watching the Tea Party groups completely and like denying them like applications to like form as groups and just like, no, you guys suck. Like you're anti-government. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Sort of thing. So like he's kind of responsible for the Tea Party kind of fizzling out. <laughs> wow. Because he put them on the watch list. There were articles and articles that got written that were like, That's the amazing. first Tea Party terrorist? Oh, my God. They were just like, he's a Tea Partier. He doesn't like the government. And at the time, it was like the biggest news was like, the Tea Party doesn't like the government. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and it's like, no, he was just like an Austin dude. Like, everyone in Austin doesn't like the government. That's fucking what, what Austin's all about, it's dude. just an Austin It's dude. true. That's <laughs> Everyone so funny. Everyone in Austin is a socialist or libertarian, a musician who 
lives off of low amount of money and doesn't want to fuck with the government. They want the government away from him. And that's why Alex Jones is so popular there and everything, you know? Wow. <laughs> you just like summed up an entire city so quickly. <laughs> it's the best city. It's so fun. And I like that that's why they have such an interesting like, you know, aura to them. But it's also like you can't deny that these are like people who clearly don't want to fuck with the government. In fairness, <laughs> some of the people in Austin are heavy metal lawyers. <laughs> they work at the IRS. <laughs> I forget his name, but I was just there. Oh, really? Oh, and there's a heavy metal lawyer in that town. Um, God, I love Austin and Houston, man. I have so much fucking fun <laughs> when I go there. Um, I'm going to read the very end of his manifesto. Sounds good, dude. Um, because it's definitely dramatic. Okay. Um, all right. This is, this is interesting. Um, he goes, I saw it written wait, once. Wait, wait, wait. Donald what? Duck voice. Go. <laughs> I can't. Yes, you He's can. He's one of the few impressions I can't do. Wait, I'll try it. <laughs> this is incredible. It's not good. See, it's I funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, if you can make it just a little bit more... Like, um, like I can understand what you're saying. What's the word? All right, you know Edible? what? I'll read. I'll read Audible. it as I'll read it as Gilbert Gottfried, another okay. man who was struck down by the government. I agree. <laughs> I saw it written once that the definition of insanity is repeating the same process over and over and expecting the outcome to suddenly be different. <laughs> I am finally ready to stop this insanity. Well, Mr. Big Brother, IRS man, let's try something different. Take my pound of flesh and sleep well. Wow. And then, wait, this this is good. Last little things. He goes, the communist creed, for each according to his ability to each according to his need, which is true what they say, the capitalist creed, for each according to his gullibility, to each according to his greed. Ooh, Joe Stack. damn, dude. I know, he fucking put in a Jesus, little... bless me with his future. <laughs> it's just a rat. <laughs> yeah, fucking God damn it. Yeah, I love he puts uh, in his own little open mic <laughs> comedy. Totally, man. The capitalist creed, for each according to his gullibility, to each according to his greed. I think that when it comes down to it, the true culprit here is George Carlin. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is George Thank Carlin's you. fault. Good night. Yeah. Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening. Good night and good luck. Uh, dig up George Carlin, bury him upside down. <laughs> yeah. Fuck bury his corpse, upside down bury on his own down. front porch. <laughs> And sure, that's a Shakespeare <laughs> reference. Even I don't understand. <laughs> but you should do it. Don't yeah. do it. Do not do that. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's so fucking nuts, man. Yeah, this guy caused a lot of damage and a lot of heartache. And I do uh, feel... What's I feel, the damage? I feel damage to his family. I feel damage to his... <laughs> what's the damage to his family? <laughs> the poor people. You say that to a server at a restaurant. What's the damage to his family? <laughs> oh, I guess they took down his manifesto. From that website. That's why it's down, and you can now buy it from GoDaddy.com. Oh, really? GoDaddy.com, the website brought to you by Big Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that their advertising? It was Danica Patrick, who is a oh. who is a NASCAR driver. No, but, but they were sure. They were like, didn't they have other people? Okay, yeah. Okay. Aristotle's giving me the confirmation. Spirit Airlines is up. like that too. Fly Spirit. It it sucks, but look at this naked girl. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm your captain. I'm a naked bitch. The, bi- the biggest one, the one that you see around LA the most is like work boot warehouse. <laughs> and like, look at this hot girl. Anyway, do you want boots? I'm like what? What is this? <laughs> Man, this is great. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not great, but it was a good episode. Wow, damn. I'm just looking this up right now. Thanks, man. Uh, I guess this is the last little thing there. I guess after uh, Vernon Hunter died, uh, Valerie Hunter, his wife, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against uh, Cheryl Stack, Joe's wife. Oh, what? No. Wait, that who sucks. filed a wrongful death against the who? The death of the, the wife of the person who died? Oh. Sued for wrongful death the wife of the guy who committed suicide. That's crazy. That I because she didn't know. kill herself. That, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I that, mean, I understand that's a person whose husband died trying to process it and deal with it. Oh shit! But does it seem like that that dude's wife conspired with him? I guess that's what she was kind of saying. Not conspiring, but she says you basically um, enabled like him. Uh, negligence. You didn't wow. know that this guy would do that, and that's Man, your fuck fault. That I, 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 I that's I, a type of logic you I'm, see in movies I'm a lot. Super sad. Her husband's dead. Me but, too. And you need money, of course, for funeral costs. But but the other one's husband's <laughs> fucking dead also. <laughs> Oh man, I I don't know. That's tough to say because we don't know them, and I I will not leap to judgment. I will. I'm saying I'm sorry yeah. I did, but I will say this. That's a thing that people say in movies and TV a lot that I think fucks with our heads where a character will be like, you'll find out, you'll find out that one character killed somebody Mm -hmm. or killed like 10 people. There's a serial killer. And then everyone goes up to their wife and is like, you lived with them. How did you not know? He's a sociopath. That's how she didn't fucking know. That's how Dorner, that's how Dorner thought. Dude, that's the families. When you're a sociopath, Mm -hmm. you can just do that. Well, this is interesting. I'm looking this uh, up right now that apparently, you know, like a lot of people, like Congressman uh, Steve King, a Republican out of Iowa, kind of used this as an example to talk In about. In his books. Like the IRS does suck. To be fair, I owe a ton of For money. For example, it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the IRS just sucks, right? I owe money and uh, and that sucks. And uh, he, he was proposing that they should just kind of get rid of the system and impose just like a national sales tax that's higher and like mm. just get rid of this whole like, why does the individual have to like file everything and get all his notes and every receipt he's got? It's like every person has to be like a businessman, you know? Yeah. That's not fair. Like no one knows math. Like that's not fair. They yeah. have to take a test every year on whether or not I should go to jail. <laughs> Like, there has to be a better way. I think we should change the name of the IRS to the IR them. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) You know what I mean? Solved it. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to be the IRS or do you want to be the IR isn't? (laughs) IRS isn't. No Mexicans can be on the IRS isn't. (laughs) No matter what, I are sad. (laughs) Is that what it stands for? I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod, but this... So I guess we're done with the story, but this this did happen to me. Like I owe a little bit in taxes, right? Uh-huh. I got a call um, from an automated like robot robocall, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts off. It goes, "Hello, this is the IRS. This is your final notice I get that you time. owe money. A warrant has been put out for your oh, arrest. Man, yeah. Police are coming to your address right now." I literally dropped the phone, like turn it off, drop the phone, started crying like i was like wow they just told 
I was like, this oh, is dude, so no. fucked up. It's fucked up. It's it, the most, it one of the most fucked up. It took 20 minutes to realize this was a f- scam. That, luckily, the year I started getting those was a year where I, like, had caught up on all my taxes and I got a refund uh-huh. and I, like, wasn't. Yeah. And I didn't even make enough money for them to consider <laughs> fucking with me. So I got it and I was like, what? And then I Googled and it's like a massive problem that I think I was a little high, but yeah, it did take me one. I called back the number, no return call, wouldn't connect through. So something's up right there. And yeah. then uh, looked it up. I was like, can the IRS put a warrant out for you? Apparently, they're not allowed to robocall you. They're not allowed to call you. They're not allowed to issue a warrant for your arrest. No, your taxes you go prison. to a collector, and then the collector will call you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I don't know, man. That fucked me up, man. Wow, I was I'll like, bet, dude. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Man. Sure, dude. If you owe money, and then someone calls and says you're going to jail. I mean, I get I it. I know. They just were like, the police are on their way. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. What are you going to do? Also, would the cops call you? To tell you they're on their way. Also, what is the p- purpose of that scam? Like, if you give us a thousand dollars now, the cops will be called back to the police station. <laughs> we'll make their bullet soft. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you call right now, the cops will have to show you their tits. <laughs> it, yeah, that's. Uh, if you give us enough money, the cops will run in and put a bulletproof vest on you before the other cops come. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we've learned this episode. The government sucks, but that's not a good reason to hurt other people for sure. And probably don't kill yourself over that. Don't kill yourself. Yeah, I mean, this is a difficult one because it's complex, but it's yeah. a good episode, man. It's a good story. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's interesting. Somebody had suggested it uh, when they wrote to us at Buddies, Buddies, Buddies at Gmail. Uh, yeah. I appreciate everybody who writes to us, tells Me us too. how you're doing. Uh, what you think How about the you? podcast? It's it's awesome. We can't always respond, but who we read you? them all, and we like. <laughs> who and who are you? Who am I? Uh, um, love you, Dave. Love you too, man. Real quick, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. Um, for five dollar patrons and up, we have two bonus episodes a month, and the first bonus episode this month is going up today. It's about basketball diaries. Here's a clip, real quick. <laughs> Run the, Run the Jewels has a lyric in Legend Has It. It's my favorite rap I've ever heard. And it goes like this. We are the murderous pair that went to jail and we murdered the murderers there. <laughs> and I said that to Finn Straley recently. And he was like, he was like, are you sure they're not just bad at rapping? <laughs> <laughs> but I love You're it, like, dude. It, I like how you also prefaced it. You're like, my favorite rap that I've ever heard of a rap was this rap. <laughs> I like rap. I like rap, 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 rap. I am tapped into the it rap. It just turns out that if someone <laughs> says the same word over and over and they say it in like a really dumb affect, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you would love SoundCloud rap. I do. You need to get into the face tat, young kid, repeat the same hook. I don't nonstop. like their. Well, that was really good. Ooh. That was a really, wasn't it? Savory. Yeah, as you can tell, we listen to it here in the Suicide Buddies studio, yep. and we have some accurate commentary Every to say bit on of, the uh, audio gets screened, clip we uh, dropped in approved. there, <laughs> yeah, and right before it goes out, nothing problematic about anything we say will ever come back to bite us in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, what we're saying is we are fucked, IRS, and we are fucked. Uh, uh, guys, uh, make sure to buy my album if you, if you have if you have some money. Uh, yeah, but May eighth and. Uh, Oh, sorry, uh, March 8th, March and 8th. I'm coming out to Arlington, Virginia, May 10th and 11th, uh, Arlington Cinema Draft House. Hope you can come out to some shows, guys. Should be a lot of fun. Right. 
Hampton, glad you're alive, bud. Glad you're alive, man. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Y'all later. Thanks for listening, folks. If you're actually actively thinking about suicide, we would hope that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They do incredible work, and they are better equipped to maybe deal with such a serious thing. Dave and I love you, and we want you back each and every episode. Thank you.